0: Hey, welcome in cronies to season two of Man Child Sports. I'm your host Ryan here with my two best friends, John and Jay. Tonight, we're gonna start breaking down some divisions, the AFC East and the NFC East. I want to get right into it.
1: Just I'm like so
0: excited. Oh. We've
1: got we've got the we've got preseason starting this week. We've got the real season starting in, like, what, five weeks? Like, this is unbelievable that we are getting this close to NFL football.
0: I've never been more excited for a season in my entire life. And we'll get into that in a minute. But I do want to point out to all the cronies out there, we are recording this on a Sunday, so news could happen. And I have my phone right here waiting for really big news to happen, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I just want everybody to know that. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, "Wait a minute, that guy doesn't play for him anymore. That guy plays on that team." That could happen. That could happen. John, you are you trying to win horse something right now? Like, <laughs> <I'm> trying and <laughs> so then it comes through. <laughs> I'm hoping it comes through live on our show. All right, let's get right into it. Let's break down the AFC East.
1: Hey, before we uh, jump into uh, breaking down, I did want to whip out some fantasy facts real quick. Whip this out this is a this is a fantasy trend that I want to talk about right now on our very first
0: episode of season two. Cronies, Especially just a, it, just a, just an update for the cronies. There is no pre-production meeting, so that's why Jay just threw that in there. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I I I, I do things like that. So the, the thing that I find crazy, Ryan throughout all of our history of drafting for fantasy football, you, you've you even been a pro component of, oh, even like just up to a few years ago, oh, you can always get a quarterback in a later round. You can always get a mid-tier quarterback um, when you're drafting later because there's really not that big of a difference between the top 10 quarterback and the number one quarterback. And in 2020... Point the point difference between QB1 and QB10 was only 64 points. In 2021, there was a 107-point difference. And then last year was the widest gap ever. It was a 138-point difference between number one and number two. In the last three years, the point gap has more than doubled. So are the days of waiting for later round QBs fading?
0: Yes. I don't know. Mm. They are they are fading because the whole point of back then waiting for, there wasn't a point differential so that you didn't make a big difference. It's turning into now where there's a few guys that you want to get in the first few rounds because they are that difference maker like a Travis Kelsey compared to the second tight end. And when you can get that point differential, that's what helps you win weeks, and that's what helps you win championships. But just like drafting a tight end and drafting a quarterback, it takes a hit on your fantasy team when you take one of those single positions because now you don't get the uh, wide receiver running backs where you have to get multiple ones of. You're going to take a hit there yep. somewhere.
1: Yep. It, it It's crazy. So in the top 50 50- Of the ADP. And when we we say ADP, we're talking about the average draft position in a draft. In the top 50, the average has always been two quarterbacks in the top 50. 2021 had three, 2022 had four. This year, guys, there are eight quarterbacks being drafted in the top 50. Really? Quarterbacks going top 50 ADP. So there's a lot of people sacrificing what Ryan just talked about, sacrificing those ro- those key role players of a wide receiver running back. But it, it's insane this year. If you, I'm trying to get you prepared. If you are going into a draft thinking you're going to take a QB late flyer, you probably need to rethink it. Depending on where you fall, you might want to grab one of those good ones early. I do have some sleeper QBs for today's previews, so we'll see.
0: Okay. Anything else, Jay? No. Let's get in. I don't it. want to step on your toes anymore. All right, that, that was a fantasy fantasy hot minute with Jay Gill. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the AFC East. AFC East last year's records: the Bills were thirteen and three, Dolphins nine and eight, Patriots eight nine, Jets seven and ten. Let's hit. Let's hit the Bills first. Their projected win total for this year is ten and a half wins. To win the division is where Vegas has them. Some free agent losses that they had on their team. They lost their best linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds. They lost Isaiah McKenzie, their slot receiver. And they lost their defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier. who's taken a year off. And and, uh, one of their starting guards. But they have gained Damian Harris. Yep. Uh, Levante Murray Shaq Lawson A defensive end And Leonard Floyd A defensive end So they're bolstering That D-line a little bit Didn't gain really Anything else though And This team's still Going to be good In my opinion They're going to be Von Miller's Going to be back They still have Josh Allen And Stefan Diggs Uh, They also lost Devin Singletary I forgot to say that In the backfield but uh, they're still going to be pretty good. Um, I don't think they're going to win the division, but uh, we'll get into some uh, player breakdowns here. What, what are your thoughts on the Bills there, John? Uh, Bills are going
2: to win the division. They are the most consistent team the last few years in that division, and they will win the division again this year and hopefully ride a little more hotter into the playoffs.
0: Okay. Uh, Ryan,
1: you didn't seem too thrilled with John's take. No, I don't. The I,
0: it doesn't surprise me that John is going to go against anything I like. So that's fine. I fully <laughs> expect John to do that. Hey, look, Jay. the Bills.
1: The Bills are a solid team. That defense is still one to be feared. That defensive line is going to eat some quarterbacks this year. Where they're weak is in that cornerback. Um, th- I think some quarterbacks are going to be able to slice them up, especially they have one of the toughest schedules between weeks 11 to 18. They have Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Then they go uh, back-to-back road games with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Then they get a bye week. Then they're coming back and they're going uh, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. That's a tough stretch because you've got a lot of those division games where the Dolphins really have the Bills number and they know how to play them well. Um, I'm telling you, it's going to be tough. I do not have them winning the division. I have them with the final record going 11-6. and And so I do take the over on their 10.5. I do have them winning at least 11 games. They will make the playoffs, but I do not have them winning the division.
0: Here's here's my worry about the Bills. <clears throat> they, they're still going to be very good. Their window is still open. Yep. But losing the guard they lost is a good guard. They have a good D-line if they're healthy. But their linebacker room losing Tremaine Edmonds is a huge loss. And their secondary isn't that good.
1: <clears throat> yep.
0: <clears throat> they're okay. And my worry is in that division, there's some... The Dolphins and the Jets both have pretty good defenses. The Dolphins made a lot of moves to make a good defense. The Jets have a very good defense. And they're predicated on getting to the quarterback. I know Josh Allen's a a beast. And on off and on uh, defense, not having anything past that front seven. Yep. If the offensive line of the other team can hold up, then they're going to get in some shootouts, which will be fun for fantasy. And let's get right into Josh Allen. He is number two in average draft position for quarterbacks. Right behind Jalen Hurts. Last year he had 35 touchdowns, 4,200 yards. He's 631 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. And he played through a lot of injuries last year as well. Um, Obviously, if you have a chance to take him, you're going to have to get him in, in the usually second round in this year's drafts. Um he
1: runs a lot of yards. He's gonna get you those rushing yards. He's gonna score. He they did not add a lot of wide receivers this year for him. And so that brings up another great player candidate in a tight end.
0: Yeah their tight end room they brought in they drafted in the first round Dalton Kincaid. Yep who Typically, though, in history, rookie tight ends are not that good. Thanks but Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Appreciate that one, Kyle Pitts. Well, Kyle Pitts wasn't bad as rookie year. Last year he got, yeah, no. last year wasn't so good. But uh, they do plan, from all the reports, they do plan on using Dalton Kincaid in the slot position a lot instead of the tight end because yep. they still do have Dawson Knox. So I think you know getting rid of Cole Beasley and Jameson Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie and all these slot receivers, I think they plan on using him a lot in the slot, and he's a very his player comp is compared to Travis Kelsey. So, yep. I mean, if he's anything like Travis Kelsey, then I take everything back I said about the Bills because they're going to be really good if that guy's hey, that I, good. I,
1: I, I'm telling you, I take the over on Kincaid. I would take the gamble on him. If you're drafting and he falls into a good spot to you, I would take Kincaid. That that could turn out to be very, very good for your fantasy. Team.
0: Well, right now he's 13 on average draft position for tight end, so you can pretty much get him um, if you're in a 10 or 12 team league. He's going to be out there for you if you even want to wait on a tight end. He'll be out there. Now he goes really very fast in a dynasty startup. Uh, the running back room is another very interesting one here because what do you do at running back? Do you take. A, you got two good running backs here. Damian Harris is a good runner. James Cook yep. is very undersized, but really didn't get much of a chance last year. Are they going to bring in a free agent? It, they haven't been talking to anybody. You got Kareem Hunt, Delvin Cook, Elliott still out there, uh, and uh, Fournette is still out there. Well, I I don't think James Cook is the cook you really
1: want to be talking about right now. But since that's who we're on and that's the team we're on, I will say this. James Cook averaged over five yards per carry. He caught 21 passes last year. Devin Singletary's gone. This is the year for James Cook to get cooking. I'm taking James Cook for the running back on this team.
0: I don't like this running back room at all. I've been staying away from it in any draft I do. Uh, I just don't – I think they're going to split it. I think Harris is going to get a lot of the goal line work. I think he's going to get a lot of between the 20s. I think Cook is going to be okay. But I think he's – I don't think he's going to get as much work as we want him to. And then that receiver room, I mean, it's Stefan Diggs and then a bunch of other guys, in my opinion. I don't trust – Gabe Davis is okay for a best ball league, but – yeah. It's Diggs, and he's still phenomenal. And even though he's been griping, which is what Diggs does, you still got one more year probably before he says deuces and he's out. Uh, John, you got any thoughts on the Bills? Uh, you know, they're
2: going to win the division. That's a given. Josh Allen, probably the best quarterback in that division. Um, so he's going to win. They're going to win. Sean McDermott, probably the best coach in that division. <sighs> Top two, at least. So, that's about all I'm going
0: to say. Bills, mafia, mafia. up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. John, I tell you.
2: You don't go against the Bills fans, right?
0: <laughs> what? They're all going to injure themselves jumping on tables anyway. Who cares? All right, let's go to the next team. Uh, last year's second division, Miami, a 9-8. and eight. Their projected win total is nine and a half key losses. Uh, Mike Gaseki mm. they lost uh, Melvin Ingram, a couple of DNs they lost. They gained Braxton Berrios, a bunch of Jets. Braxton Berrios, Mike White, uh, key backup in that team. Mike and Jalen White, Ram- the white
1: knight? Come the on, white Mike knight? Mike white
0: And uh, Jalen Ramsey, who already got hurt in training camp. That was their big free agent splash. Uh, yeah. He'll be out several weeks, probably. Uh, but This team, if Tua can stay healthy, which is a big—he is one concussion away from probably dying. If If he can stay healthy, they are a a very explosive offense. They have a lot of weapons. They go fast. They they go through a lot of plays. They improved that defense, bringing Chubb over last year. Uh, And when Ramsey comes back, they made some good draft picks on defense. This could be a good team. I have them uh, not... I, I think they'll still make the playoffs, but I think they'll be third in the division. What What are your thoughts on the Dolphins, John? I don't even want to hear it.
2: Dolphins will probably finish third in the division. I would agree upon that. Uh, it all is going to revolve around the healthiness of the quarterback. Uh, the offense, as we saw last year, is very explosive. They can be down by 20 points and hit thirty in the matter of minutes with Tyreek Kill and Jalen Waddle on the outside. Um, it really comes down to Tua and if he can stay healthy or not. Um, hope for the best for him. I don't know if they're going to put a bunch of bubble wrap in his helmet or what their plan is for him, but they got to think of something outside the box because just doing the tra- traditional quarterback thing isn't going to work.
0: Just for anybody that doesn't watch football, John, how do you pronounce his last name? Oh, Tua Tagovailoa. Time- that's it. Accurate. <laughs> That's the perfect That's it. That's
1: it. I think the biggest gamble this offseason was they didn't make an upgrade at their backup quarterback position. Um they they had a chance sure to bring that. in they had a chance yeah. to bring in Andy Dalton, uh Taylor Heineke, Gardner Minshew. There were quarterbacks out there and they chose Mike White, which Good choice. Sure. Mike White has had, Mike White has had some success in his 7 games that he has started. He has 8 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Uh his stats aren't that good. Mike White is not a good option and then they still have Skylar Thompson. So I think that was the worst thing they could do was not upgrade that backup quarterback position because Tua I'm I'm telling you I'm nervous about Tua the amount of concussions he's had. Um, we do have uh, a, our, our producers in the booth, Mr. Michael Galavin, sitting up there. Hey, yo, what's up, boys? And Michael has had several concussions in his life, uh, and he's not the same. Um, you can you can look him in the eyes, and you know there's something going on up there. Uh, I'm I'm just saying, I'm nervous for Tua. I'm nervous for the Dolphins. I, I do. I have them. I have them uh, under. They're not going to win nine games. Um, they they are not going to make the playoff either.
0: There's nothing left in the blacks of his eyes. <laughs> 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 That's what I was just thinking. You just look in there and there's nothingness. There's, uh, what I was, we, you know, I researched too a little bit here, and he is going uh, number eleven quarterback overall. Uh, A lot of upside. If you get him healthy, he's a steal because he'll be a top probably six or seven quarterback if he's healthy all year just because of the coach and weapons he has. But, you know, a lot of time when you have a younger quarterback like Tua, they go in the offseason, they're like, oh, I'm going to learn more of the playbook. I'm going to work on my arm strength. I'm going to, you know, try to read defenses better. What Tua did this offseason, he learned how to fall to the ground. That was his main objective was I'm going to learn – how do you fall down so I don't get concussed all the time? He also okay. lost. He also come in a lot thinner because he wants to be able to move in the pocket quicker. So his whole off season was about how do I not get concussions? So we'll see how that goes for him. How do I not get hit as an
1: NFL quarterback? Boy, I, I hope it works out for him. I, 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 I really do. I like him as a person. Uh, so I, I, I hope it works.
0: I have done drafts, and I I do take chances on Tua because you get him so late. Yeah. Because if it pays off, it oh, pays yeah. off in a big way. pays off in a big way. Now, the yeah. running back room, talk about a crapshoot. You got Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Devin A-Chain, the rookie. They, they You can get them all super late around yep. pick number, around running back 40 or later. And I don't know out of the three who's going to start. Raheem Mostert is seems like the guy they're gonna put out there Jeff Wilson was great they brought him over and they immediately put him into the starting lineup and then Devin A-Chain is like he's very small but he is the perfect running back for that system yep. so I stay away from this running back room I will take them if one of them's out there super late I'll take a chance on one of them in case something happens because I'm not really spending a lot of draft capital on it but I don't trust any of them they all have issues um, where are you guys lying That Do you guys like any of those if, better than the other? If,
1: yeah, if, if, if I'm going to trust anyone, I'm going to take the rookie. Um, Mostert and Wilson can do great. By week eight, both will have severe injuries that they're not going to be on the field playing. And so Devin's going to be the one leading that backfield. It won't happen right away. By midseason, he will be the one who's carved out his role and running that ball really well.
2: I like how Mike McDaniel runs the Ricky Bobby offense of the NFL, and that's not want to go fast. That's <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly what he does. He I just to go them. fast.
2: They're like they're they're lo- looking at draft picks. They're like we should fill the need of linemen so we can protect
0: Tua. What was the forty on that running back? Four point three. Get him. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what they do. It works. That's his. That's his offense, though. Speed at the running back. He also gets the running back hurt when he tells them to go zero to hundred in a second because they yeah. get hit and they're they're done. Well, let's go. Let's go to the strength of this team and that's their two receivers, probably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL or one yep. of the best, arguably. Yep. Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Tyree Kill comes in at number four for wide receivers and eleven for Jalen Waddle. Tyree Kill was phenomenal last year. Waddle was also very good, um, and I think as long as. You know, I don't care what quarterback you put in there. You got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill to throw to. You. You're going to be competitive in every game. Uh, if I'm not, if I'm in a redraft league, Tyreek Hill usually goes in the late first, early second round when you draft. Uh, mm. You can get usually Waddle like in the third or fourth. Receivers are going early in drafts this year. Jay, what are your thoughts on on these two guys?
1: Oh, they're they're unbelievable talents. Get them. Yeah, I, I, I love both of them.
0: Now, Would you get them both together if you can? I don't like doing that. I You know, I you're probably going to be fine. That bye week's going to kill you. <laughs> but yeah. I don't like it because it's not typical that both of them are going to have a great game the same week. So there's very good chance each week you're going to have a bad performance from somebody or you're going to have two subpar performances for the week. what you're saying in the fantasy draft I did, and I took
2: everybody from the Dolphins, I'm going to have a very bad bye week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 I (laughs) I would like to play
0: you that bye week. (laughs) Now, I don't know if you guys saw this in the offseason, but Tyree Kill said he's only playing three more years, and then he's retiring. So if you are in a startup dynasty, he has been dropping in those because people don't want to take him. Because of that, With three years of Tyree Kill, folks, he's still worth the pick. Trust me. Yes, he is. Good three years. A guy that sat fast will never lose uh, his value. He'll be around a while. Uh, Tight end is absolute garbage here. They have probably the worst tight end room in the NFL. Uh, Their starting tight end comes in at number 51. There's only 32 teams. This guy's <laughs> this guy's starting tight end comes as the 51st drafted tight end. That means he doesn't even get drafted. That's Uh-oh. how bad this That's tight how end bad. room is. But is he fast? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's pretty much they used him for blocking. They got rid of the tight end that actually caught balls and they use this guy for catching. Um I got the like I said I got the Dolphins finished in 3rd. I think they're going to squeak into the playoffs. Um With what record? What record is squeaking into the playoffs? 9 or 10 I, wins. 9, nine or 10. Men. Probably. No, probably 10, 10 probably 10 wins in that. That uh, ain't doing it. They're not
1: getting in. You're un- unbelievable. That's a terrible thing. Terrible Unbelievable. I,
0: I have a feeling 2 is going to play the whole year, so that's why I got them there. You well, 2 against Hurts. Playing the whole year. They're 15 and 2. <laughs> I do not have them playing the whole year. 15 and 2. 15 All right and 2. Let's go to the next team, team I hate with a passion, the New England Patriots. They finished 8-9 last year. Their, their Vegas projected win total is 7.5 wins. They had some key losses, though. They lost Damian Harris, a very good running back. Jacoby Myers, their leading wide receiver. Devin McCourty of the McCourty Brothers, he's gone. Johnny Smith, tight end. They got Mike Gasecki at tight end. Juju Smith-Schuster, the most overrated wide receiver in history. And the biggest offseason addition, they got rid of their clown show of assistant coaches that were D coordinators running the offense. And they brought in Bill O'Brien, who is a very good offensive coordinator. And if if you remember, John, I'm sure you do, Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator back when Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hearn, the late... Not very good person. Aaron Hernandez was a tight end there. Uh, They had a phenomenal offense. That's when Gronk had that crazy year with all those touchdowns and yards. Now Um, they have Mike Gazetsky
2: and Hunter Henry, and they are going to be recreating a little uh, (laughs) Gronk Hernandez magic this season.
0: But Bill O'Brien knows how to run an offense, and that's huge. And Mac Jones was not happy last year. You saw him yelling at the coaches to throw it downfield because all they kept doing was short, dink and dunk routes. So I think the I think the Patriots will be better, but I think they're going to have a worse record this year. I Their offense will be a little bit better, I think, but um, I don't think they're going to be that good overall. I got them finishing last in the division, about six wins. I think is what they'll get. Uh, John, what do you... Is the Patriots still your favorite team, or are you kind of in limbo now that Tom Brady's gone?
2: Uh, I'm a little in limbo. Patriots are probably number two. Chiefs are probably number one. And then when the Patriots are great again, they'll be number one. Chiefs will be number two. (laughs) And then when the Chiefs are great again, and then it'll be flip-flop, flip-flop, flip-flop. Sniff-snap, sniff-snap. I mean... Bill Belichick's got to pull something off this year and he can't just have another middling season, but that's probably going to be the case. I do see them having a losing record again. I am excited about Bill O'Brien uh, taking over the offense and uh, interesting to see where it'll go. They did actually add offensive weapons, which is just weird. They, you know, added Mike Kaseski and they added Juju and so I'm uh, excited about that. Bill Belichick has never been big on running backs. He's probably started the trend. That's been the downfall of running backs in the NFL. He's always yep. just taken, taken draft picks and, you know, people who are low on budget. Um, I'm going to say my fantasy sleeper on the year, though. I'm going to give it to Mac Jones. I think he's going to have a great rebound, e- rebound year and probably be a top 15 quarterback.
0: Now... I was gonna ask you this, John, as a Patriots fan. If Bill Belichick has a losing record, is he a coach on the, the hot seat, you think? Nah. You think he's untouchable no matter what until he says he wants to retire? Yep. Okay. I agree. I think I don't think they'll ever get rid of him either. But Jay.
1: I was also I was also gonna ask that question because I have them finishing five and twelve for the year. Uh here's the problem. Losing Jacoby Myers is actually a bigger deal than what people are making it out to be. By adding Juju and Mike Gusecki, maybe it's a wash, but Jacoby Myers is way better than Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I think uh, Smith-Schuster is overrated as well. Um, I I understand the upgrade with Bill O'Brien because Bill O'Brien is a good um, offensive mind, but they I don't understand it. Bill Belichick refuses to address the receiver position. And I think he's still like, well, Tom Brady made it work with anybody. Well, that was Tom fricking Brady. Okay. Belichick, you have Mac Jones who immediately hit his ceiling, his rookie year. And so at this point, by not addressing the receivers and the offense you are just going to have a terrible season. Mac Jones is not going to be a franchise quarterback of the future. They are going to finish with a 5-12 record and people are going to be staring at the Patriots going what's the plan?
0: Well let's talk about Mac Jones. Mac Jones is coming in as the 27th fantasy ranked quarterback. Mac Jones is coming in you can actually see some muscle definition on this guy this year. He did a little working out. He doesn't have that old uh, flabby. Like, he doesn't look like us anymore. He's got, he worked out a little bit. He has something to prove. There is a little quarterback controversy um, out in the news between him and Zap, 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 Bailey Zappi. Uh, who should start? I obviously, would
1: they're, and absolutely. obviously,
0: they're going to go with Mac Jones. But, you know, if they come out struggling and their offense isn't moving the ball. I think Belichick's getting. He don't really. I don't. I feel like he don't care for Mac Jones very much. So he'll he'll pull him out and put I don't Zappi think He cares in there. for anybody. Yeah. yeah except he it. he has, he has no love for anybody
1: except the game of football itself.
0: This is true. This is true. Uh, last year, Mac Jones finished at thirty-one hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns in fourteen games. So I guess we'll see what he does. His rookie year, he did thirty-eight hundred yards and twenty-two touchdowns. Yep. So, quite a bit decline last year. Now, the best part of this team is their running back, Ramondre oh, yeah. Stevenson. Work they horse. got, yeah, they let Bill Belichick. No matter, I don't care who his offensive coordinator is, he likes to run the ball. He usually spreads it out. But they they got rid of Damien Harris. They didn't bring anybody else in. They brought one guy in, James Robinson. They've already cut him. So behind him, he's got Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris. Uh, Ty Montgomery, who's still hurt. So to me, it's Ramondre Steven's show. Maybe back in the day, like when they had Corey Dillon or uh, Garrett Blunt, where they had a lead back, that got. I think he's going to have a great year. Um, He's coming in as a number 10 running back right now. I think he'll finish in the the top eight to six, probably, or even higher. Um, I'm looking for big things for him. Last year, he finished with 1,040 yards. And five touchdowns. Um, he's just going to build on that. Probably, I'm guessing 13, 1400 yards and close to 10 touchdowns this year. Plus, he catches the ball too, which is huge.
1: Yep, agreed.
0: Yeah, receiver wise, not a very good room. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who like Mac Jones, peaked early in his career and has never repeated that. He is a good chain. I like to call him chain movers. He's good at short, intermediate routes and can get you first downs. He had an okay last year, year, but he also had the best quarterback in the league last year throwing the ball, Patrick Mahomes. He had 78 catches for 935 yards, and that's all he could muster with Patrick Mahomes. So that makes me really worried with Mac Jones. And their second receiver is Devontae Parker, and he was garbage last year. 47 catches for 539. They brought him back and paid him. And then they got the rookie from last year, Taquan Thornton. And if I'm drafting, that's the guy I'm going to take a chance on And towards the last round because he's he has Tyreek Hill's speed. And I'm hoping a Bill O'Brien can figure out how to get him in space and get him the ball. Yep. Uh, and then tight end, Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. Like John said, can he recreate? I doubt it with those two guys. But, you know, Mike Osecki is very fast. And Mike aseki a couple years ago, before Mike McDaniel got there, uh, when they ran an offense and they used him, he had 780 yards and 73 catches. So he is very capable. He's a very athletic tight end. He's fast. He's not a very good blocker. Um, but if they're going to throw the ball to a tight end, I would think that's the guy that can do it. Uh, he could be very productive in this offense with that weak receiving room. He might be one of the best tight end sleepers you could get out there, and you can get him for nothing right now. He's going as the 25th tight end. Hunter Henry's going as a 28th tight end.
1: Yaseki was a touchdown magnet, too, during that time. He was just a red zone target, so if, if, if he can do that for the Patriots, that would be awesome.
0: All right, let's get let's get to the cream of the crop of the division. Here it is: the New York Football Jets. Last year, Woo! finished at an incredible seven and ten record. They once had seven wins, looking like they were going to make the playoffs, and la- and lost their last uh, four or five games to finish seven and ten. Their projected win total this year is nine and a half. I have them crushing that, winning thirteen games, winning the division. I mean, what happened in New York this year to make them go from seven wins to 13? Who could have came in? Mr. Four-time MVP, Aaron freaking Rogers, baby. <laughs> and he is rejuvenated. We'll get into that in just a minute. They also brought in Miko Hardman, the speedster from Kansas City. Alan Lazard. Uh, Packers number one receiver last year His buddy And they just had to bring in uh, Adrian Amos who's a veteran safety Because their safety already got hurt in camp They lost Their offensive coordinator Thank God, Mike LaFleur Braxton Berrios and Mike White They brought in Nathaniel Hackett Who did a very bad job In Denver last year Was it him or Russ? Sean Payton thinks it was Nathaniel Hackett uh, but Aaron Rodgers and anybody that has been played for Nathaniel Hackett as when he was an offensive coordinator has nothing but great things to say. And that is one of the main reasons Rodgers went to New York is because of him. And what impressed me about Aaron Rodgers so far is he's gone to every offseason camp or yep. or any kind of meeting. He seems like he's having a great time out there. He's been working out. He's cut. Uh, Everybody talks about how much fun he's having. He's already pretty much said he wants to play again next year. Unless they probably win a championship, then he might consider retiring. But, man, I'm looking forward. I think he's going to have... He has an anger in his belly. And he wants to go out and prove everybody wrong. He wants to give Green Bay two middle fingers. And he already did that by taking a $35 million pay cut, which he went down with Green Bay. But he wants to go out... And he wants to win. It's going to be tough. AFC is very tough. But he wants to go out and win a championship with the Jets and rub it in Green Bay's face. He wants to win MVP again. And, gosh, I think he's going to do it. John, don't
1: you live in Wisconsin? What's your take on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets? Here's the thing on Aaron Rodgers
2: that I've experienced over the years being in Wisconsin. uh, Great player when the times are good. Once they get a little rough, cry baby little explicitive. Uh, so hopefully the waters don't get rough in New York with the New York media and all the New York pressure. Being in the more competitive AFC, um, hopefully it doesn't get rough out there for him. Because if it does, you won't be seeing the Aaron Rodgers you're seeing and loving now. You're going to be seeing a little crybaby on the sideline.
0: Mm. What do you got them finishing, John? Out, why don't John? you tell us
1: how you really feel, John? <laughs> why don't you tell us how you really feel? Just telling you how it goes with Rodgers. This
2: is how the Jets season is going to go. Ryan's going to go one of two ways. Okay, you ready?
0: Yep, yep. Way
2: number one: great regular season, Aaron Rodgers MVP, everything's looking great. Choke in the playoffs. Way number two. Great start of the season. Everything's going great. Some injury happens. Some dumb play happens. Something happens that causes Aaron Rodgers to throw a little baby hissy fit on the sideline, and then the team can never get their mojo back. And then Nathaniel Hackett's over there just being Nathaniel Hackett. And then they don't make the playoffs. Come That's on, gonna be Aaron. the way the season's gonna go.
0: John, I'm not liking your takes at all today. Come Jay, on, Jay. Jay, lift Help me up that. here. Raise me up. <laughs> Hey, look, this team is absolutely
1: loaded. Um, Brian always seems to get me excited about some of these Jets players. And last year, it it actually came to fruition. I know they didn't win well. I know they ended the season bad. But you're looking at Garrett Wilson, offensive rookie of the year. You're looking at Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. You've got a young team here. They are deep on both sides of the ball. This wide receiver room is one of the deepest in the leagues. Um, they have weapons around Rodgers, something the Packers seem to never want to give him. The Jets said, absolutely, we will give you some weapons. Um, so I, I, I hear you, John. At the same time, I feel like the Jets have Here's done the thing about everything the right. Here's the thing about the Jets: their
2: last winning record ten and six, two thousand fifteen. So it's not like the last but, seven but, years. It's not like the last seven years they finished in last in their division. And besides once, they finished third in the last seven years. It's not like they're just going to have this
1: one player and
2: it's going to magically happen. I'm it, sorry.
1: It, well, it everyone had, knows Okay, hold the on. Hold on. Is the one of the most important positions. Also, John, it's not like so we I, just.
0: It's not like we just added this one player. This has been a three-year process. We brought Joe Douglas in. He's drafted good for three straight years. He's got rid of all the garbage uh, on this team. He hired a good coach. I mean, it's been a three-year process. It's not something we just did Yeah, they've yesterday. been last
2: for three years still. So Until uh, I I see it, I'm not going to believe it. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm not going to oh, believe okay. the Jets until I see it. Make me to see, see it. I people wrong.
0: Come on.
1: I... John, I hear you, but I feel like if you've been paying attention to football, the only thing that they struggled with last year was not having a quarterback to deliver the goods. And that has been rectified. And they've made this team even better. This this running back room, unbelievable. Especially with the rookie Israel um, Abinaconda. <laughs>
2: That's a you got name. Mike,
1: you got Michael <laughs> Carter, and then you've got Brees Hall. Now Brees Hall was running back number seven on the year. After seven weeks, he tore his ACL. He is on schedule. I do believe he might miss a, a couple games or a few games. He is going to come back and be the beast that he is. It's a deep running back room. It's a deep wide receiver room, and we haven't even talked about how dangerous. The defense is. I believe the New York Jets are going to finish the year twelve and five. They will be the best in this division. They are going to make the playoffs. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good year for the Jets. Uh, we didn't even talk about their number one addition, Ryan. They also add, added the grizzled veteran in Randall Cobb. So whenever <laughs> whenever Rodgers needs a shoulder to cry on, he's going to look for Cobb to bail him out, John. So, I feel
2: like Randall Cobb is to Aaron Rodgers what Udonis Haslam was to the Heat. <laughs> that's exactly that's what exactly
0: it is. It. <laughs> That's exactly what Randall Cobb is. Uh, well, let's get into this running back room. Uh, I disagree with you, Jay. Brees Hall is going to start the season. Um, he is coming back from an ACL Which injury. Yeah, that's fantastic. But running backs typically don't hit their stride from an ACL until about week two. You know six to eight is when they start looking like they're unless you're adrian peterson Peterson, yeah yeah. unless you're a freak of nature like adrian peterson um but Brees hall dude the guy was electric last year and when we get that back watch i mean that guy was breaking off runs left and right you couldn't stop him he is not Um, going to lose
1: that he he still
0: has it And as of right now, I'm going to update my phone real quick just in case something happened. As of right now, Delvin Cook is in Florham Park at the Jets facility in a meeting with the higher-ups doing contract negotiations. He has not signed yet, but if he does, the whole reason we're bringing him in is, yes, to add another weapon, but... We can work Brees Hall in slowly Do it the right yep. way so the guy yep. doesn't get injured again And holy cow What a running back room Delvin Cook and Brees Hall And like you said, Michael Carter Zonovan Knight uh, The rookie they brought in There are no slouches either It's going to be a great running back room But the thing the, the one question mark on the Jets Is their offensive line They got If they can stay healthy, and that's the big question. They got Dwayne Brown, who's yep. a, a grizzly veteran who holds his own at left tackle, a former multiple all-pro. Obviously, he's not at that level anymore, but he's still pretty good. They got two very good guards. They got Elijah Vera Tucker, who got hurt last year the same week as Brees Hall. He's coming back, and he, in my opinion, uh, is one of the best guards in football. They drafted a new center, uh, Tipton from Wisconsin, the Mr. Mullet Man. And Mackay Becton's back, and we'll see what he can do. Um, but when he, his rookie year, the last time he played, he's been injured a lot. He was he was impressive. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But the wide receiver room, like you said, is super deep, led by Garrett Wilson, rookie of the year last year. He's going right now as the tenth wide receiver off the board for wide receivers, and I see this dude. Being the he could be He has potential to be the number 10 Receiver or the number one Receiver in the league And I'm looking more close to between One and three for him In uh, there you know Alan Lazard he's no slouch he Garrett Wilson's going to get the majority of this Hardman slouch. and Corey Davis Nobody talks about him but He'll be good in this offense as well Probably six seven hundred yards That's yep. a deep wide receiver room deepest that
1: Rodgers has ever had
0: and their tight end room isn't that bad either um, pretty underrated they got Tyler Conklin who a couple years ago with the Vikings had a very good season as a tight end uh, and then the, the guy that I think is going to step up this year is going to be Jeremy Rucker at the tight end um, he's already getting in fights out there he took on Quinn and Williams toe-to-toe the other day hey
2: is this a Jets podcast or a sports podcast? Because We've been talking about the freaking offensive line for the Jets. We're going to talk about the kickers and punters next?
0: Nope, nope. I just had to talk about that because it affects the running back and the whole aspect of the offense. Oh, okay. Their offensive line is garbage. John, it's his um,
1: favorite team. Let him be, okay? Do a Jets podcast.
0: All right, let's go to the... Since John wants to move on, we'll move on. I'm done talking about the Jets. Let's go to the NFC East preview. We got the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. We'll start with the Eagles. They were 14-3 last year, went to the Super Bowl. Their projected Vegas win total is 11 half They lost some key pieces on defense, uh, safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They lost uh, uh, some offense, their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, their middle linebacker, lean tackler, T.J. Edwards, Miles Sanders. They got DeAndre Swift, Mr. Marcus Mariota and Rashad Penny at running back. I see this team doing close to what they did last year. Their team is absolutely phenomenal. They're loaded. Yep. Um, to me, it's just them in San Francisco and the NFC. One of those two, I think, will go to the Super Bowl. I love this Eagles team. I don't see a weak spot on it. Um, yeah. What do you think, John? Eagles will win their division again, especially if everybody
2: stays healthy. Um, going to be very easy for him to do. Jalen Hurts is going to take another step up somehow this year and just keep, keep growing and becoming a much better football player.
1: Jalen Hurts finished last year at QB3. Quarterback number three in the entire league. He didn't play the last two games of the year, and he still finished QB3. I'm telling you, if he plays all 17 games, even if they sit him on the last one, he is QB1. He is a cheat code for quarterbacks. Uh, the guy is just unbelievable talent, which is why he was rewarded with the richest contract in QB history. And he only held it for, like, what, two hours? But anyway, <laughs> yeah. he at least had, he held it for a moment. The guy got paid a lot of money. And so this team is the... The thing that Ryan said was they did lose both offensive and defensive coordinators. If you look at the five previous teams to make the Super Bowl and lose both coordinators, the following season they did not return to the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm looking for them to break the mold on that one. I have them matching last year, they're gonna go fourteen and three.
0: Great team. Jalen Hurts is the number three quarterback in fantasy. Uh, His value, he's he's getting to be a great passer, but you cannot stop his quarterback sneak. They get down by the goal line, the guy's getting touchdown. That offensive line, and with him squatting Nick Chubb levels of weight, he gets touchdown every time. Now, the running back room is who knows what's going to happen. Another one of these take the shot. You You got two electric guys who... If healthy, which is very key If healthy, Both Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift year. Yep yeah. Both But when they're into healthy, into they're into good Yep, and you gotta take your shot uh, I try to st- I'll take Rashad Penny super late Because you can get him really late Swift, you gotta yep. pay up for But uh, it'll be interesting to see They still got Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott And I have a, a feeling that's gonna be the majority Of their running back room Is gonna be those two guys
1: And if you're looking for a top five tight end, don't look any further than Mr. Dallas Goddard. Um, He was the tight end four all the way up to week 10 last year until he had his shoulder injury. Once he had his shoulder injury, he was not the same. Um, So that's why he struggled that later half, which really hurt you in fantasy, because that's when you want your team to start doing a lot better is on that second half. But as long as uh, that's not common for Goddard to get injured, and he still gutted it out and kept playing football, expect Dallas Goddard to be a top five tight end. He's one that you want to get for your team. He will help you win a championship. What yeah, do you I think though,
2: go Who's going to be the top five wide receiver? AJ Brown or Devontae Smith?
1: <laughs> Man, you've got um, you've got uh, Devontae Smith. He's got an ADP right now of number twenty nine. AJ Brown's going number twelve. Um, both. It's hard when I was thinking about who was better between Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Then I look at AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Both are going to go twelve hundred plus yards. Both are going to get um, great touchdowns. Um, look to draft uh, not both of them for your same team, but look if they're available at that draft position, I'm, I'm taking them. Those, those those are great options at, at wide. Range.
0: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, actually a little worried on one of the wide receivers. Uh, Dallas Goddard last year was phenomenal, but the games he was out, that's when Devontae Smith really took off and, and was True. one of the best receivers in the league. I think Goddard could finish as a number two tight end this year, in my opinion. And I don't know if it's going to be Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown or maybe a combination of a little both, but I yep. think they're going to do a little less this year if Goddard stays healthy the whole year. They're both phenomenal, though. Um, I wouldn't mind having either one I think AJ Brown is a better receiver um, for better he'll put up better numbers than Devontae. Devone is probably a better NFL receiver because of the routes he can run and the hands he has but AJ Brown can break a defense so that's very explosive. Uh, <clears throat> let's go to the next team the Dallas Cowboys they finished 12 and five last year. they have a projected win total of nine and a half. Their key losses: Kellen Moore, their great offensive coordinator, one of the best in the league. Mike McCarthy decided to use him as the scapegoat for not making a Super Bowl. Ezekiel Elliott, Dalton Schultz, Connor McGovern, one of their better guards. Um, and they brought in Brandon Cooks. That's about it. <laughs> so, I I think the Cowboys are going to take a massive. Uh, decline in wins this year um, I think they're going to be they 9 or less last year, right? Yeah, I think they're going to be it, 9 or less I don't like Mike McCarthy as a coach I think he's terrible as a coach and him getting rid of Kellen Moore who led every year he was an offensive coordinator led one of the top offenses in the league was a huge mistake um, and, not bring it, and to be honest with you not bringing in another running back to help Tony Pollard I think is going to really hurt him because man if Tony Pollard gets hurt what, what does this offense even do? I, so I got, I got them uh, getting worse. John? Uh,
2: I think the other biggest thing is I think Zach Martin is holding out still. And he's another very key piece to that offensive line. I mean, the yep. only reason the Cowboys have been competitive is their offensive line. They've had very outstanding offensive line. And Zach Martin, if he holds out or gets traded or decides not to play, that's going to have a huge effect on that
0: line. Did you hear what Jerry Jones said about him? No.
2: Uh, was the uh... they
0: asked him about Zach Martin's contract, and he said, uh, "We got we got to save some money for a guy you might have heard of, Micah Parsons." That was his yeah. response.
2: Yeah, we can't Yikes. pay Zach because we gotta pay Micah. I remember. That. Yeah, wow. and Zach, Bar-
0: Zach Martin's probably the best guard in football. It's not yeah. even clear. he's so, that good.
2: So I think he might be getting traded here soon before the before the preseason's over,
1: in my opinion. Wow.
0: That's a huge hit, Yep, yeah. Jay, what are wow. your thoughts on the, the, them? How about them Cowboys?
1: I mean, I, I don't think they're going to have the success they did last year. I do think last year was an anomaly for Dak Prescott. I do think Dak's going to get back to his regular form of being a, a top 10 or top 12 QB, so I do think he's going to be a QB 1 um, this is the first time we don't have Zeke for seven years. So it's the Tony show. Like you said, there's no one else, but I think Tony Pollard can have a fantastic season. Um, losing Dalton Schultz was one of the biggest losses. Uh, you're looking at a guy who had over a hundred targets who had over a thousand yards. They're going to have to spread that out. Um, not two tight ends to other wide receivers on the team and there's really only three receivers on the team now and so between Lamb um, Lamb Brandon Cooks who is like the biggest journeyman wide receiver I've never (laughs) seen a more successful wide receiver get moved around as much as Brandon Cooks Um, and then you have Michael Gallup and I've seen Michael Gallup have a good season um, he finished the year wide receiver thirty eight when he was wide receiver number three behind uh, Cooper, um, and Lamb and uh, Lamb. And so, I I think Dak Dak is a thrower. He's going to be throwing that ball. I see Cooks easily going on hundred plus targets this year. Um, so I'm going to take a chance on Cooks. Um, he's he's drafting um, in the eighty five ADP range. So that's a, that's a chance to add a late round uh, wide receiver who's guaranteed to see a hundred plus targets this year. And so, anytime you get the ball thrown that much to you, Cooks and we've seen him have great success. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to take a, uh, a chance on that. And I'm not uh, drafting any tight end for the Cowboys. I don't see there's there is as of right now. We don't know who's going to be the guy, and there's three options, and I don't know who it is. I'm not taking one.
0: Yeah uh, Dak Prescott losing Dalton Schultz That was his to me get out of jail free card When you got to move the chains It was that guy um, I mean I'll still take Dak He comes in as number 10 overall quarterback in fantasy He's going to be solid But yeah. Uh, yeah I don't For As a team aspect though I think it hurts him I mean, C.D. Lamb is the creme de la creme on this team. Coming at number six wide receiver, I think he's gonna. He was phenomenal last year. I don't see that changing. I, in fact, it's getting better without Dalton Schultz and yep. bringing in a better receiver on the other side. And Cooks should help open it up a little bit for him. Uh, you talked about Gallup. He's this will be one year removed from his ACL injury, so you'll see him back to hopefully back to the form he was. And then yeah, Tony Pollard coming in at number nine running back. He is explosive, but he is also pretty injury prone, too. And with no backup, I I fear for them on that part of it. All right, next team. The New York football giants, surprising the world last year, coming at 9 7 1, making the playoffs. Their projected win total this year, though, seven and a half wins. Seven and a half wins. I see it. (laughs) They lost. Uh, their leading receiver last year His name was Richie James <laughs> Jabril Peppers Aww. And uh, uh, And their guard Hernandez They brought in Darren Waller All pro tight end mm-hmm. Paris Campbell mm-hmm. And they brought in a, a linebacker I can't pronounce his last name But uh, Arocaro He's a good linebacker though he But uh, I see the Giants taking a dip this year I think the Brian Dabble effect helped them a lot. I think Darren Waller will help them a lot, but they lost some key pieces on defense, uh, some offensive linemen. Um, I, I don't believe in Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. Uh, so I, I see these guys getting closer to the Vegas projected until around seven. John?
1: Brian, you brought up Danny Dimes, and so I have to talk about Danny Dimes right now. Did you know that he was ranked fifth? last year for yes. rushing quarterback fantasy production.
0: Yeah. I don't Did see you that know that yet? he
1: is just one of nine QBs all time to have 3000 plus passing yards and over 700 rushing yards. If the giants passing production improves just a moderate, he could be in for a surprisingly high year. Daniel Jones is falling late. This is one of those late round QBs. In my opinion, that has a high ceiling because Danny Dimes does rush the ball, he gets out and he and he's fast. And they added, in my opinion, their number one wide receiver on this team, Mister Darren Waller. I know he's a tight end; he is going to be a wide receiver one on this team. He's a he's a not, he's dangerous. He is a matchup nightmare. Um, I, yeah, I, I I'm excited for Darren Waller this year.
2: Here's the thing with the Giants. Last year, Brian Dayball's first year. So he's just figuring out what he has, what he has with this roster. And he went nine and seven with figuring out with what he has. That's good. Now he's had a full off season. With Richie
1: James and Isaiah Hodgins.
2: He's had a full off season to cook with this team. He's had yep. a full off season to work with his coordinators. And he has Josh Allen 2.0 behind center. <laughs> there it is. And it's going to be a good year for the New York Giants. They will probably finish second in the division.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, Danny Dimes is actually coming in at number 14 quarterback. So, you, I mean, you can wait on a quarterback and get him and take two people like him and hope one of them work out. I don't see that guy running that much. He never ran that much. His other rushing totals were like three hundred and two hundred yards. He ran. He can run,
2: but when he does run, it's either it's either it's, four yards or eighty yards. You it know. is. It's it's one it or is. The and other. he'll he'll trip know. before he will trip know.
0: right before he gets in the end zone. But the we all know the main guy in this team is Saquon Barkley, who almost yeah. held out because he didn't want the franchise tag of ten million dollars. So he held out for another million dollars in incentives, and now they can franchise franchise tag him next year. Just the most bonehead move I've ever seen. But he's going to be – he was great last year, 1,300 so yards, good. 10 touchdowns, 57 catches, almost 400 yards, comes as number three running back. I see him being that good again. Yep, he um, is. Every he has a chip on his shoulder, he's going to play hard this year. He wants a contract, which he's – I mean, he's a type of running back that could get a contract, because I mean, he can catch the ball. Yep. Uh, the receiver room is absolute garbage Stay away from it um, If you want to take a last pick they're, they're, compo- they're composed of a bunch of slot wide receivers They really have like 15 slot wide receivers on this team <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cole, Cole Beasley and Jamison Crowder Who most people think are probably been out of the league for years Are on this team Darren Waller, if that guy can stay healthy Can open up this offense um, He can be great and the, the rookie last year, Daniel Bellinger, tight end. So if they run two tight end sets, I think that's where they could be successful because it helps the running game, it helps the passing yep. game because those are probably their two best guys. The Washington Commanders, Commanders for now, they might change their name again. Finished eight eight and one last year. Their projected win total is six and a half. They hey, lost.
1: Best thing for the league. No more Daniel Snyder. Good yes. job, Washington. You did yes, it. you did it.
0: They have lost Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke. uh, And they brought in, though, Eric Enemy, the offensive coordinator from the Chiefs. Um, He wants to prove that he should be a head coach. So he went to one of the worst situations in football. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, if he has a good offense there, he will be a coach, a head coach next year somewhere. I guarantee it. I don't see it happening with this team. I see them being one of the worst teams in football, um, finishing around six wins.
1: You went from—I also only gave them six wins. You went from Patrick Mahomes to Sam Howell. Okay.
2: They're only going to get three wins this year. I don't think they're going to get wow. over that, guys. They're, they're, they're like going to be bottom three in the league. Their roster just has nothing besides the defense. The only way they're going to win is going to be drag out battles that were won by a field goal. Field goals are going to be the only way they win games. Uh, Eric Enemy, if he can come in and have a great offense, that's going to be amazing because right now he has nothing. Like, imagine going from Andy Reid's leadership to Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, all these offensive schemes and weapons at your disposal to Sam Howell and whatever the heck else the commanders have. Honestly, though, my sleeper pick is going to be a sleeper pick is going to be any player on the commanders. You just have to find the right player that's going to get the garbage points for you because they are going to be down a lot in games. And one of them, it's either going to yep. be a quarterback, running back or wide receiver. One of them will get you a lot of garbage <laughs> points in fantasy. So pay attention to how those games go and get them on the waiver wires.
0: Yeah, the you know, Sam Howell. He could, just like John said, he could be good. He might be terrible. They brought in Jacoby Percet to back him up just in case, and that tells you they don't have confidence in him. Their running back room, it's a split between Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. Um, I think it's going to be a a two-headed monster. They're both okay running backs. Uh, Antonio Gibson has more talent. He likes to fumble a lot. Brian Robinson's more of an in-between tackler runner. He got shot in the butt last year, so he'll be fully recovered from that.
1: And came back and still played last year. Unbelievable gut on that guy.
0: Yeah, he did all right last year, too. Um, Now, their best player on their team, their best thing on the team is their two receivers they have terry mcclaren who's pretty good he's had terrible quarterbacks his whole career but still puts up decent numbers every year and still. Jahan Dotson, the second wide second year wide receiver who showed yep. really good flashes last year so they got a good receiving crew that's about all they have their tight ends are terrible they have old logan thomas who gets hurt all the time um, but i do see terry is gonna get his there is a path not for them to have a winning record, but to have relevance, and especially how John said they're going to lose a lot. So they're going to be in shootouts. So I, I look at like Blake Bortles with the Jaguars back in the day where they would yep. lose all the time and have to pass where you might have relevance with Sam Howell and relevance with those receivers just because they don't have a choice but to just throw it down the field all the time.
1: Well, and when uh, when the other team's up by 40 points, it's okay when they allow an 80-yard touchdown, which is what's going to happen. They're going to allow those 75 to 80-yard touchdowns to either Scary Terry or Johan Dotson, and that's going to be fantastic for your fantasy team when that happens.
0: All right. <clears throat> that's it for the previews. I, wanna, I do want to go over... Um, MVPs for each division and sleepers. John mentioned a couple of his sleepers already. My MVP for the AFC East is Garrett Wilson. I think he could finish as number one wide receiver. And I th- and I also feel if if he gets, just like Rodgers, though, but if he gets hurt on the Jets, I think that's a huge loss for them. And then my sleeper for the AFC East is Mike Gusecki. Um, like I said, I think he could finish as number two tight end with Bill O'Brien. The NFC East, my MVP is Darren Waller. I think uh, he could f- He could compete with, if he's healthy all year, the guy can compete with Travis Kelsey for the number one tight end, in my opinion. And the sleeper is Rashad Penny. If he can stay healthy, it's huge for the Eagles. It's huge for him.
1: Yep, I like it.
2: My my MVP is going to be Dalvin Cook uh, for the AFC East. Just because he's on my fantasy team, I really need him to sign a dang contract and get on the team. So I'm going to speak some good juju out there. Dalvin Cook, AFC East. Uh, NFC East, I'm going to put Jalen Hurts up there. He's going to be the top quarterback. One of the top three quarterbacks in fantasy, putting up monster numbers. Uh, I think Mac Jones is going to have a bounce back here. Bounce back here, here. And he's going to be a top 15 quarterback by the end of the year. And then anybody on the commanders is my sleeper. Pay attention. Find your garbage player. Uh, you guys
1: named off all the all the players, so I'm good.
0: All right. Well, let's finish it off. Every sports episode, we're going to have a special game from John. Let's play John's game. All right,
2: folks. I'm going to be sending out the grid now for this week's game. If you haven't done a grid challenge yet, basically what you got to do is get the two together and uh, we're gonna try to fill up the grid whoever has the most spots filled up by the end of the game will be the winner you both will get nine chances each to put get a spot on the grid Ooh. Ooh. so let me get that uploaded here
0: i'm so excited now if you guys have never played the grid uh, online, it's very fun. They have basketball, baseball, and uh, football. Football, I think it might be the hardest one. So,
2: all right. So, who's older between you two, Ryan or Jay? Who's older? I am. Uh, I think Ryan by, has me by a couple years. By Ryan, speech. you're older. Ryan, why don't you start it off then? We'll go back and forth.
0: All right. Uh, well, you got all teams. This is gonna be tough. You got all teams on there. I was hoping you'd put some. Uh, th- Stat people, you put top five first round draft pick. Okay. um, I'm going to save my. I'll go with the top five first round draft pick. And I will pick for the Falcons, Matt Ryan.
2: That would be correct. You would fill that spot up there, Ryan. Uh, So he he, he filled
1: that one and got it.
2: Yep. So now. uh, Another stipulation is you can't use multiple players to fill mul- like the same player to fill multiple squares. Correct, understandable. Okay, all right, Jay. Uh,
1: for the Vikings and Chiefs, we got Mr. Uh, Jared Allen. The end.
2: That is correct. Okay, Mr. Jared Allen for the Vikings and
0: Chiefs. For the Denver Broncos, top five pick. Oh wait a minute. Hold on. I'm not going to take that one. I am going to go with the Jets Vikings. Dang it. I will go Percy Harvin.
2: Percy Harvin is correct.
1: Dang it. I was going to do Tyler Conklin there.
2: Give you 10-ish seconds to make
1: a pick, just so you. Know, um, so, again, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my KC theme going. Kansas City Chiefs and Atlanta Falcons. That's Mister uh, uh, Tony Gonzalez, um, who has always been my favorite tight end of all time. With Kelsey sneaking up behind him so bad. Tony is correct. Tony G. All
0: right, I better block Jay here. Kansas City Denver. I will go with Mister Neil Smith. Neil
2: Smith. That is not one I had. What position did he play?
0: Defensive end.
2: Let's do a quick check, and you are correct. Neil Smith. Oh, I know I am.
1: All right. I guess I will do. when he got
0: drafted. You run out of time here, Bell.
1: All right. Jade, you got one? Um let's go top five first round draft pick with Vikings. Uh Adrian Peterson. Man. That is incorrect. Dang. When was he drafted? I, had- I can't remember. He was drafted number seven. Number
0: seven. Uh, I have a there's been a has there been a jet Bronco picked yet? I don't think so, right? No no. Bronco is open. I will take Mr. Eric Decker. Eric Decker is correct.
1: Got something? Uh, top five first round draft pick for the Broncos. Um, let's go with uh, John Elway.
2: That would be incorrect. And we'll sell for that one,
0: too. You got drafted by somebody else.
2: Uh. Drafted by the Colts and traded to the Broncos on draft night.
0: We will Hello. go a Jets Falcon, Mr. Tevin Coleman. Tevin
2: Coleman is correct.
0: Ryan's Ryan got to have three in a row running, at this point.
2: Ryan is <laughs> running away. Well, we're just filling the squares. We're not doing tic-tac-toe. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, so we got two remaining. What's I'll the give, remaining one? I'll give clues each to help you guys out here, okay? So top five first round pick jay for the broncos thank thank he's currently on the buffalo bills von miller von miller would be correct
1: thank you very much (laughs) appreciate that
0: you know the vikings and and broncos are tough because they don't often get top five picks no
2: they don't and the vikings is very tough um The Vikings Ryan let me see if I can get something here So between 1985 So from 1985 the Vikings have only Drafted in the top 5 twice (laughs) Oh my gosh No wonder I can't think of anyone The last one was in 2012 And he's the offensive tackle For the Vikings In
0: 2012?
2: 2012 I think he played at USC Let me double check where he played
1: I know who it is. Ryan, just default. Let me have it.
2: Okay, yep, go he ahead, he played Jay. for USC. Jay?
0: Go ahead, Jay.
1: Um, that's um, his last name, um, Khalil. Khalil? Yep, Matt, Matt, Matt Khalil. Khalil. Oh, yep. that's right. Yep, he's a great tackle.
0: Did Fran Targerton get drafted by them? Fran did. When, when did he go? In the top five?
1: Mm, let me look.
2: Might have been in the 60s. Fran Tarkin. Now it's moving slow. He was taken in the third round of the nineteen eighty-one oh, draft. What a steal. Third what a steal. round. What a that's steal. probably back when they did 100 picks each round. I'll yeah.
1: tell you another steal looking in the 2020 draft. Justin Jefferson going number 22 First yep. round. Yep. Oh
2: man! All right. So at the end of that grid game, Ryan, you are the winner. You got, I think four. I
1: got all five three. correct.
0: Yeah, five. I got five. Check
1: nice, out. nice. Hey, good stuff. I knew more than I thought I would.
0: You
2: guys want to do one more, or are you done?
0: No, we'll, we'll save another one for... Uh, we got these all year, John. Don't want to waste them all in one week. Sounds good. <laughs> Saves me time. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, that is it for today. We'll be on next week to preview... I'm looking real quick here because I can't remember who I put on here. We're going to preview the NF- AFC North in the NFC North next week. Until next time, peace. We got a hip. Thanks for joining us today on The Man-Child Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at The Man-Child
1: Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.